This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 33 and we are, I'm going to tell you, we are in a section of scripture that I think is very important for you personally. You go, well, why is it important for me personally? Because we're going to learn a lot and we're going to learn a lot about how Moses had a relationship with God. Now, remember, Moses is the one that goes up on the mountain. Moses is the one that God calls for his purposes. Moses doesn't do it perfectly. He doesn't do it exactly right every time, but he walks in God's direction. God gives him God gives him a purpose. He sends him into Egypt. He walks in that. Things don't always seem like they're going to go well, and they don't always go well, but throughout the time, he's walking with God. He's talking with God. He's growing with God, and when you're looking at Moses and when you're dealing with Moses, you see a man who had a intimate, personal relationship with God. And that was the whole reason for God bringing him out of the wilderness. And, and so we also know that Moses is up there on the mountain, and he he's the one who went up. They said, we don't want to go up. You go up, Moses, find out from God. So you've got a person who really, in, in his day and age and throughout time and history, had a very intimate relationship with God based off of his obedience to God that was born of his trust of God or his faith. So he was a man who heard God, believed God, and acted upon it. And so his obedience was a natural result of his faith. And so many times we talk about obedience being obedient to God. And obedience to God is important, but obedience to God because I trust God is where the that's where the real life is found the real truth is found and so when we read about how Moses interacts with God and then there's this other character that we see here in verse 11 this man called Joshua when we see this you see a man who knows intimacy with God and then you see a man who is seeking intimacy with God and then for the rest of the chapter you're going to see Moses talking to God and how he interacts and how that relationship formed and how that relationship exists. When you see those things going on, you need to look at them. Whenever you go through scripture and you have somebody who's really dealing with God directly, then you need to see how God's dealing with him or her. And when God's dealing with that person, you'll see that, okay, this is how God deals in this situation. You learn about God's nature. You go, I doesn't get everybody's different. That's true. And how God deals with you is different, but God's not different. And so his, how he deals with us is he's going to be the same. Uh, he may deal with us differently because of our differences, but those differences don't re- result or emanate from him. They are, they're more due to our circumstances and the places where we find ourselves. That being said, God, you can see God. You can see 
who he really is in Moses's conversation with him for the rest of the chapter, and especially in this verse, because it says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. Now you go, well, what, what's important about that? It's not, this doesn't speak to Moses as much. Like I said, it speaks to God a lot. God wanted to talk to Moses face to face. God wanted into, God wanted personal relationship. God wanted to speak to Moses in a way that is a relationship. And when our modern society, that art is becoming a difficult one because most people now communicate through text or through email. And sure, that's the written word, and it is it is able to communicate information, but it doesn't communicate most of the way a human being communicates with another human being. And that is, that is through physical posture, that's through tone and tonality in a person's voice. You can find, you find out a whole lot more about a person's, what a person's saying and what a person uh, means by listening to the uh, tone of their voice than you can ever by actually listening to what they say because a lot of times people have trouble enunciating what they mean or what they want to uh, get across to you. Uh, they're, they're trying to give you that information, but they're not great, great at speaking, great at communicating. But <clears throat> the tonality of their voice will tell you oftentimes all that you need to know. How they say it and how they react to you gives you information that you can never get just purely from the actual words. And so what matters oftentimes is that God, when he's speaking to us, he wants to actually, he wants us to hear the tone of his voice. You go, what are you talking about? God speaks to us. Yeah, he speaks to you in your heart. He does. And that speech has as much tone and as much power as uh, as you, your conversation with somebody else. Now, it's not audible. It's not something that you hear, but it is definitely something that you feel. And oftentimes when you're dealing with somebody's tonality, that's what you're doing. You're feeling your way through that conversation. You're feeling what they're feeling. You're hearing in their voice what they're saying. And so when we hear from God and when we seek God out as God wants us to see him face to face, one on one, right there in your face. In fact, the blessing that I always uh, quote and use is may God shine his face upon you. What it what does that mean? Because God wants to be face to face with you. He wants you to he wants you to feel the passion of his speaking to you. He he desires that. And and this verse says Moses spoke to God face to face. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Notice you, you can tell God, that's one of the things that's really great about listening to God, hearing God, is you really get an idea of, of God's view of a situation. You really get an idea of God's view of you when you really are focused on hearing from God. You, you realize God, God doesn't get all bent out of shape about situations. You realize that God is always looking to the purpose of the circumstances rather than the solution to the circumstances because the purpose is what matters the solution is just the next step and god's oftentimes in a situation really trying to work out his purpose and his will rather than to seek out and find the end of the matter or the solution and the solution will come the purpose is what will remain and once we get past a situation the solution ended the situation but God's purpose passes that solution and remains in our lives 
long after the solution has already been had and the situation has culminated or ended. And so when we get to those situations with God, we want to know God. And he wants to speak to us as a friend. He wants that. And you go, how do we know that? Because Jesus said that. This is Remember, Moses is speaking to the, the Lord God. He's speaking to the angel of the Lord. He's speaking to... He's speaking to Jesus. This is Jesus. This is the pre-incarnate Christ that he's talking to. He's not talking to the Father on his throne in heaven. He's talking to the Lord God who was the former or he formed the heavens and the earth of the Father. The Father willed it, but the Son did it. And Jesus is the Lord God who is, and so it says, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. He's the Lord God who speaks to Moses pre-incarnate. Before Jesus came as a man, he's speaking to Moses face to face, and he wants to talk to him as a friend. He wants to talk to him that way. How do I know that? Jesus says to his disciples, I used to call you servant, but no longer do we call, do I call you servant uh, because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Now my master's business, and I call you friend. And you go, okay, what does that mean? What? That's important. It's important. Before, if we're serving God, we really don't understand God's purposes. We don't understand what God's doing. We don't, we don't understand. And so we enter into that relationship very much as a servant because we don't know what's going on. We just have to be told what to do. But as you seek that intimate relationship with God, as you seek that intimacy with God, as you deal with God on a personal and very deep level, once you do that, you begin to get past the circumstances and to his purposes. You know his business. How he you know what his business he's in and you know how he does his business. That's a powerful thing to know. And when you do know that, he no longer calls you servant because you're not serving him. You have joined him in his purpose and now you are his friend. You are walking with him in that purpose. That is a powerful message. That's a powerful understanding of God. And when you get to a place where you're actually hearing from God in the, in, in the intimate parts and when you're, he's speaking to you and you're, you understand <clears throat> past the momentary issues and you really know God as he is and as, as he presents himself through Jesus in his word, when you know that, you're his friend. And God wants to talk to you as a friend, really. He would rather get past the just do what I say part of growing up. And that is a very small child. He wants you to get you past that, mature you up to one of those older teenagers that really you can begin to talk to about the deep things of life. And then eventually only in the adulthood and that personal friendship that comes from that relationship we have with God. He says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he'd return to the camp. So Moses is going back and forth from the camp to the tabernacle to the camp to the tabernacle. Why? Because really the whole purpose of him going into Egypt was to get God's people. He already had a relationship with God on that mountain. is to go get God's people and to teach God's people how to have a relationship with God. So Moses is not going to fail to go to the camp and be that mediator, be the one who brings the God's people because God's people recognize that God's speaking to Moses. God's talking to Moses. He's being that light to those people so that they'll desire to know it. And remember, there already are a group of people that are going out and standing outside the tent when Moses goes in. Why? Because they want that. And one of the ones who's doing that, and one of the ones who, who is remaining in that all the time, 
is the next character in the verse. And it says, and he would return to camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, this is the Joshua of the book of Joshua, the great figure of the Old Testament. There are two, my, my two favorite characters in the Old Testament are Joshua and Daniel. Joshua is a great figure in the Old Testament. Nothing negative said about him. He sought a relationship with God. He desired it in his inner parts. He desired it in his in, innermost being. And because he desired it, God gave it to him. And he sees what is required. And that is a concerted effort to know God. And what does he do? He never goes back to the camp. He stays at the tabernacle all the time. He is staying at the tabernacle each and every day. He is meeting with God. He is uh, hearing God speak to Moses inside the tent. He is there in the presence of God. He may not be right there in the intimate place, but he's right on the outside of it. And he desires to be in that intimate place. We've already seen him once. He was the one who was at the foot of the mountain waiting on Moses to get back. Remember uh, when they made the golden calf, Joshua was right at the beginning of the trailhead up the mountain because he'd gone with Moses out to that place. Couldn't go up on top of the mountain because God said only Moses could come up. But you notice Joshua's desire is to meet with God. Joshua's desire is to know God. And uh, you're going to find out that Joshua became a great man of God. In fact, the whole book of the Bible is named after him and named after his, his accomplishments, his exploits, his following after God's will, and his taking of the promised land. And in fact, Joshua's name is Yahshua, and it is pronounced Joshua in our language. But the truth is that Joshua, Yahshua, and Jesus are all really the same word. They're the same name, pronounced different ways according to different languages. And he even has the name of his Lord who is seeking to find out. And it says that Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. He desired to know God, and he did know him. He knew him. He became a friend of God also. And what a wonderful thing it is to become a friend of God. I want to be a friend of God, and I desire for those who I pastor and those who I spend a little time teaching and talking about God's Word with on Sunday morning and Wednesday night and Sunday and each and every morning in Bible study, I desire for them to know God. I pray that you will know Him, that you'll seek Him out, that you'll begin to know more and more about his nature and his plans, and that one day you will consider yourself a friend of God as he wants to consider you.